Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Jorge Arellano Garcia. And Jorge, you are currently in Mexico, and you're the CEO of the Quiron Group. That may not say much to people here in America, so I'm going to brag about you a little bit, and then I'm going to turn the show over to you. But one of the things that's so unique about you is that at the age of 27, you were already an executive of one of the largest TVs in Chile. Then later on, you continued to succeed very fast compared to a lot of people your age. And I know that uh, you have lived in many places, including Brazil, and you bought the largest Chinese food network in Brazil. You were also the master franchisee of it in Mexico, and then you ended up selling it to investment fund because of some restrictions in Brazil. And then you finally, I guess, decided, you know what? I've made all these other companies so successful. I'm going to finally start my own. And uh, so I'm going to turn the show over to you because you've seen a lot of things, not just in different size companies in your own, but also in different countries. And here we are with this pandemic, and you're in Mexico. Tell us a little bit about, you know, blind spots you see and anything else you would like to share with leaders that are currently, you know, struggling pretty heavily. Thank you for your invitation to the show. Uh, yes, I have the fortune to live in, in many countries. I live in Brazil, in Spain, in Chile, and in Mexico, for example. In my country, I live in many cities. I live in Guadalajara, Monterrey, Puebla, and Mexico City. So I think that kind of experience gives me the knowledge or the ability to understand many ways of thinking. By the way, I was a CEFO in, in Chile at the age of 25 years old. When I finished my, my master's degree, my MBA, I was in charge of a multidisciplinary group who was in charge of looking for companies in Central and Latin America who has some financial problems in order to be acquired. So that's the reason I was the CFO in Chile at the age of 25. It was an, an amazing experience. Sorry to interrupt, but I also wanted to say one more thing, which is you said you graduated, but you didn't say what school you graduated from. And I know the Financial Times said that IPADE, which is the school you graduated from, is one of the top schools in Latin America, and it's comparable to, for example, Harvard or Stanford. Do you think that gave you a great foundation, or were you just born brilliant to make it to so such a successful level at 25? I don't know, really. I mean, I think one of the my best decisions is to enter or to make the MBA at IPADE. IPADE is, if you are going to attend a business school, I think the best thing you have to, to analyze is the network you're going to be in. You know, for example, I think finance is the same in Harvard or MIT, but maybe the, the network, the business network is, is going to be very important for your career. Mm -hmm. So when I, I finished my MBA, some headquarters uh, look for my CBA and they offer uh, the job in Chile Azteca. Uh, I, I didn't want to, to work for any company because since I was uh, a kid, I started my own companies. I mean, too many companies, small, of, of course. Oh. So I have uh, an entrepreneur feeling in my blood since I was uh, a kid. 
but it, that was a, a good experience because imagine in December, I was 24 years old and in February, I uh, made 25. That in January of this year, I moved to Chile. So I found a company with a lot of problems, financial problems, with problems with suppliers, with customers, bad quality of the programs. I mean, that's the reason we bought the company because the company was uh, doing very bad. So imagine at the tw age of 25 years old, running a company, losing money every every month with so many problems. It was a good experience to turn around the company. We turned around the company in two years and we sold the company with no better numbers and of course with a lot of profit. So uh, I think making an MBA is a good decision, but at the end, some of my classmates in the, at the MBA, they are not going very well. I think it's a network, it's, it's your ability, your flexibility, and how, how you can adapt to different cultures and different environments. Yeah. And so before I started talking about your background and your education, you were starting to say that you think that living in different countries, you know, allowed you to be more adaptable and flexible. How important do you think that is right now? And, and how has the, the pandemic impacted you? Well, I mean, imagine when I was living in Spain, I had to work with people from many countries, from Germany, from Italy, from, uh, from the U.S. So after that experience, as I noticed that people from Latin America or in, even in Spain or Europe or America, it's the same. I mean, I have enough knowledge, enough qualities to compete with every guy in the world. And I think the most uh, important issue you have to learn is to be flexible. Imagine if you have to, I mean, for example, my English is not very good. I have to be flexible to try to express my ideas in the English, in the quality of my English. Uh, I have to speak in Portuguese, for example. I am very good uh, reading Portuguese. So I have, when I live in, in Brazil, I have to learn Portuguese very fast and I have to understand their, their culture of doing business is very different doing business in Europe, in America, or in Brazil. Even in Latin America, is very different doing business with people from Argentina mm -hmm. or people from Brazil. It's very different. And people in Mexico, for example, if you are going to do business from with people from Mexico City or Monterrey, it's an industrial city in the north of Mexico, or even in Guadalajara, the mindset is very different. For example, punctuality in Mexico City, they are almost all the time very punctual. In Monterrey, they are more punctual. But for example, in Guadalajara, they are more flexible in the <laughs> in, in the hours. No, uh, mm -hmm. so you have to be very flexible. You have to understand the way they are doing business. And for example, with this pandemic, it's like a good opportunity to to understand if you are flexible or not. Yeah. There are too many businesses in Mexico that they are, are going bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. bankrupt. They're losing money because they are not willing to change their business model. For example, Ipade itself is the best business school in Mexico and in Latin America. But their main business is, I mean, classrooms like always have been in the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. So they have to move their business, their, their model business to have more sales because if they don't move, if they don't change, they're going to lose a lot of money. I used to uh, give some advice to other business owners here in Mexico mm -hmm. and most of them, they don't want to change their business model. So you have to be very flexible. You have to be very flexible, quick 
and smart. Yeah, and you're also a speaker, and there's a lot of companies we would recognize: Oracle, IBM, Hewlett Packard, and uh, you've you know you've helped a lot of companies. You also helped yourself because one of the things that I know is unique about you is you already started looking at using digital platforms and technology tools a couple of years ago. How much does that give you an advantage in these times of the pandemic? Oof, I loved. I mean, three years ago, we started doing something in digital platforms. I mean, all my team, I told to them that imagine if our office get burned or there is a disaster in the office. We have to be very flexible to start working one hour after the fire start. So all the, all the data, all the, techno, all the communication, all the collaboration is on, on the web because I started three years ago doing and investing money in technology. The problem is the, there are a lot of businessmen in Mexico. They don't want to invest in technology because they think they are uh, expense. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it's an investment because after the government in Mexico, they say we have to go home and work, make home, home office. Yeah. I mean, the day after, all my team was at home doing their business, communicating, doing video conferences. So we, we move on the day after. And for example, we use HubSpot, we use G Suite, we use yeah. CRM. And for example, some of my competitors, they are using even uh, Excel to analyze their information. So they have the data in the hard disk, in their own computers, in their offices. So imagine mm-hmm. they, they couldn't continue with their business the day after. And for example, we are moving very fast in implementing, for example, inbound marketing strategies to our new, uh, new products. So it, it's a good advantage to make more money and to survive. Yeah. Because now Mexico is not going to return to the establishment before the, the pandemic. So we are going to sell more products through web. For example, we are talking, you are in the USA, I am in Mexico, in Guadalajara, and yeah. you are still doing business. And we are talking with the technology. So if you are not using technology, you are going to, to die as a company. Yes. I I hear you that some of the blind spots of business leaders are that they don't adapt and don't use technology or or make the investment in technology like they should. Are there any other blind spots that you have seen? My main business, I make shared trusts. For example, recently a survey was carried out among the graduates of the the PADI where it it has shown that close to 65% of the owners of the company did not have a will. Imagine, 65% don't have a will. Wow. Imagine, I mean, they are business people. If you go outside IPADE, and the percentage increased to almost 85% without a will. Mm. So there are too many deaths, unfortunately, in by the pandemic. So what is going to be the destination of all the assets that they had made until today. Hmm. So the main problem I found is that entrepreneurs are more dedicated to day-to-day, trying to grow their companies, to generate more profitability, to earn more money, but uh, they're not careful to protect their heritage and define who will get in case they pass away. So, uh, I mean, in in IPADE, 65% don't have a will. It's, It's amazing. Especially since they're so educated, right? So you, you yeah. would think that they would know, but it took me about 15 years ago that I first had my will. 
And like you said, I kept saying, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Of course, now I'm a mom and it's, it's no question I have to have one. But tell me what interested you in doing what you do now? When I start working with a, with a businessman, I ask to him, okay, what do you want to do with, your, with all your assets, with all your, your money if you pass away today? And they start thinking about what do you want to do? Because some of them has a will, okay? Mm-hmm. But m- most of them, they make the traditional will just to put, okay, I'm going to give 50% to my wife, uh, 50% to my, my kids. But the will has to be in the same direction with the, the statements of the business. Because if you have, for example, a partner and the partner dies today, your new partner is his wife. Mm-hmm. And his wife is going to be in the in the board, yep. making decisions to the company, and maybe his wife has ne- had never been involved in the in the day to day business. So imagine if his wife got married with a lawyer, and he gave all the uh, rights to the lawyers to be in the board. So you're going to have another partner who has nothing to do with you uh, as a person and your company, and he's your new partner. Yeah. So I have to calculate the value of the company, first step, to know how much your stock's uh, value. And I use some insurance. In Mexico, we have some insurance that are tax deductible. So I use that uh, insurance. I work with uh, lawyers. I work with people who, ha- who has a lot of experience in, in taxes. So I arrange all the company in case one of the partners dies. And also, if they reach the age to uh, separate uh, of, the, of the company. Yeah, you're definitely passionate about it. I can hear that. And it sounds like it's very necessary. Maybe this pandemic will make people more aware of thinking about succession. Of course. How about you? I know that you were talking to your wife about the future, and one of the things you guys were planning on doing is coming to the United States. What happened there? I was planning to move to Texas this summer. I have some friends living in the U.S. There are businessmen. So they invite me to spend one year doing some business in the U.S. We were using the investment visa to be in the U.S. And we were looking for schools. Uh, the, the the home, everything you have to to take care of before you move to another country. We were planning to move on June, so we had to cancel all the project because of the pandemic. It's a lot of risk to move to the U.S. because my main business is in Mexico. Mm. So I, I was planning to start moving from U.S. to Mexico uh, every three weeks. Mm. But imagine if they close the borders. Yeah. My family is in the US and I stuck here in Mexico and I have to wait two or three months to see my family. So we have to, to decide as a family with my wife and my kids to cancel the project. We can start the next year doing the same thing or maybe just to go to the US on vacation more often. So we have to be very flexible to cancel the project and focus on my business here in Mexico. And my business is growing very fast right now in Mexico. 
As we start to wrap up the show, I think you just gave a living example of your flexible mindset by what you just shared. Is there anything else you want to share with leaders? I think the, the, the clearest example of what flexibility should be is the bamboo. I mean, the bamboo is hard enough not to break, but flexible enough to withstand hurricane force. I, I think my life has been ruled as, as a bamboo. My father is a five-star general in Mexico, and he got to the top of the army in Mexico being flexible. Mm. You have to be very flexible. You know? I think this is my, my conclusion to all the people who are listening to us, and thank you for the time, for the invitation. And I just to share my experience, that's the only thing I want to, to do. I think I am not an uh, expert. I am just an uh, entrepreneur, a uh, businessman who was running business for the last 25 years uh, in many countries. And the only thing I, have, I want to do is to share my experience with other people willing to, to give some value. Well, thank you so much, Jorge, and you're very generous. My IT guy also knows you, and he is the one who told me for my podcast, you would be a great guest because you have so much experience and you're so willing to share it with others. So your reputation precedes you, and I thank you for being on the show. Thank you, listeners, for continuing to lead. Best wishes to you and all leaders during these times of crisis. Thank you for all your time.